أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله الله تعالى has brought us to this Mubarak 20th night of Ramadan this night is the seal of the nights of the uh, wasat, of the middle of Ramadan. And the Prophet said, O kama qala alayhi salatu islam, huwa shahrun awaluhu rahma, wa awsatuhu maghfirah, wa akhiruhu itqum minan nar. That this is such a month, the beginning of which is mercy, and the middle of which is forgiveness, and the last of which is manumission from the hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us from his forgiveness. Allahumma rabbil firur rahman anta khayrur rahimin. In this Mubarak night and the Mubarak day that follows it, make dua for Allah ta'ala's forgiveness. May he forgive you and me. May he forgive you and me such that we are forgiven and leave from this forgiveness like the day our mothers bore us. Ameen. And may Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq of living a clean life from here on out. A clean life and a beautiful life, one with no regrets and one with no shame and one with no ill will and one uh, and with we don't have a guilty conscience nor do we give anyone else a guilty conscience. Amin. And likewise, uh, all the days of our life will pass and likewise all the days of this Mubarak month will pass. Uh, tomorrow, inshallah, at Maghrib, whoever wishes to go uh, into the Mu'takaf and to make into I'tikaf, let them enter their place of I'tikaf before the sun sets. And uh, if you're one of them, please make dua for me as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept from you and accept from me and accept from the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. So we continue with the uh, eighth chapter of Mawana Sayyid Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi's uh, Saviors of the Islamic Spirit, which is the last uh, chapter in his first volume. Uh, and it is the one about the life of Mawana Jalaluddin Rumi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Uh, Rumi uh, uh, is one of the brilliant minds of this ummah and one of the brilliant hearts of this ummah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, because of the people's obsession with a type of Protestant, uh, 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 Protestant like Jerry Rig uh, uh, approach to Islam, um, we have completely missed the boat. Uh, uh, with uh, with this just brilliant treasure, Allah Taala really at his uh, at his hands uh, brought about uh, a revolution of love amongst the people. Not necessarily uh, that he brought anything new uh, in his poetry uh, in his expression. Rather, what he did was he took those themes and those stories and those. Um, Images that are painted vividly in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and through our tradition, and he recast them in a beautiful way, such that just regular folks of his era could uh, understand them and relate to them. And really, uh, regular folks from almost every era will find something that they can relate to. It's very interesting that uh, where a lot of Muslims have kind of uh, uh, clocked out uh, uh, literarily. Um, Mulana Rumi is the best-selling author, uh, a best-selling poet, I should say, in the English language, or was at least for quite some time. 
And uh, um, the fun part is that his uh, poetry is so beautiful in its imagery that it gets people hooked. And uh, because nobody uh, um, has any amanat in their translations, uh, they uh, basically do a, 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 a snow job on the entire uh, venture of translating him. And God knows what's Ratab and what's Yabis to the point where if somebody quotes something in, you know, and attributes it to Mulana Rumi, unless I see the Persian uh, uh, text with it, I, I just don't believe it. And I don't really see um, that there's enough of a, a, a consistency that anyone really should. But that doesn't mean that uh, he's not a beautiful poet, mashallah. Our mashayikh that we took from in our tariqa chishtiya, uh, Mulana Tanwi, rahimullah ta'ala, and Akabir mashayikh of Deoband, uh, these were people who were uh, of the most strident and stringent adherence to the sharia of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they're the people who, whether a person agrees with them or not, they are the people who uh, expended the most energy and the most resources in producing the infrastructure to keep the uh, uh, the sharia and the knowledge of the sharia floating around uh, society. So if you're going to read the Hidayah in the world today, or if you're going to read the Sharh al-Aqaid, Nasafiyah, and Maturidi Kalam, or if you're going to read really even Sahih Bukhari or Sahih Muslim anywhere in the world, um, statistically, uh, chances are you're going to read in a madrasa that was uh, connected to them. And uh, Maulana Rumi uh, ha- exercised such an effect on uh, Hazrat Tanwi rahimahullah ta'ala that he actually wrote a multi-volume commentary on his Masnavi uh, uh, in Urdu uh, called the Khalid Masnavi and uh, really all the Akabir of Deoband it's very uh, uh, common to find them quoting uh, Abiyat from Masnavi Sharif in, uh, in, in uh, Persian and uh, Haji Imdadullah rahimahullah ta'ala who was the Shaykh of Hazrat Tanwi Mulana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi, Mulana Qasman Nanotri, Rahimullah Ta'ala. It's reported that he passed from this world uh, with a copy of the Masnavi uh, open, uh, uh, in a, something reminiscent to uh, uh, you know, Shaykh Al Akbar passing away from this world with a copy of the Ihya Din open, or uh, Imam Ghazali uh, passing away from this world with a copy of Sahih Bukhari open, that it tells you something about that person's hal. And the Masnavi is, again, uh, uh, something that is. Uh, uh, attested to by generations of scholars, um, a book uh, that is a summary, a folk, folk summary and a readily, easily digested summary of the suluk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, the spiritual path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, so many ulama attested to its brilliance. It said that in the Ottoman madrasa system, that system that created geniuses like Mustafa Sabri and uh, Muhammad Zahid al-Kothari uh, in the later times and in the older times, Sheikh Abu Saud Fendi, Mullah Fenari, uh, and uh, 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 the Sheikh uh, um, uh, uh, Ibn uh, Kamal Basha, etc. Uh, you know, great mashaykh of the tradition. Uh, that uh, in the Ottoman Madrasa system, it was a year of takmil that the people, after learning their ulum and receiving their ijazah, they would read the Masnavi of Mulana Rumi from a, a scholar known as the Masnavi Khan. Uh, not Khan in the um, Turko Mongolic sense. But Khan, as in Khawaw Alif Noon, Khandan in Persian means to read. So he's the Masnavi reader, the Masnavi reciter, who will then go through the Masnavi and, and show all the places where Mulana Rumi makes allusions to precepts uh, in different uh, uh, ilmi, uh, different intellectual uh, parts of our tradition uh, in his poetry in a way that, that regular people would not understand. But it's really replete with uh, uh, just gems of the tradition. 
and uh, it's really sad that people have turned away from it. And to be honest with you, uh, it's only when I hear the abiyat of the Masnavi that I wish I spent more time learning Persian. If a person wants to read the Masnavi from a Sunni Mustanad Alim who is uh, who has uh, you know ijaza that goes back to Mulana Rumi in, in the in the traditional understanding of it, they can contact uh, uh, Mulana Tamim Ahmadi. Uh, uh, in uh, the Bay Area. Uh, unfortunately, there are very few English speakers who uh, have this uh, mastery of the Persian language and some knowledge of uh, the literary tradition in order to be able to read Mulana Rumi with them. Uh, 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 but there are many uh, Urdu-speaking ulama uh, uh, like that and many uh, Persian-speaking ulama in Afghanistan, Tajikistan, places like this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us uh, the opportunity to read these books. They're very beautiful and they're Mubarak books. There's a, a bait in uh, uh, Persian uh, praising the Masnavi. It's obviously not a bait of the Masnavi. It's a Masnavi, Mawlavi, Manavi, Hast Quran, Dar Zabani, Pahlavi. That this Masnavi, uh, Mawlavi, this, this Rabbani and godly uh, uh, work uh, 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 of the Masnavi, the, the couplets. Uh, 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 that's ma'nawi, that is filled with realities, as if it is a Qur'an in the uh, ancient tongue of the Persians. And, uh, you know, uh, what happens is literalists, they lose their mind. They're like, oh, look, these people think that this book is like wahi. Uh, and uh, look, they're all kafirs and whatever. No, dude, like, that's not what it means. I guess some people, mashallah, their mind is um, in a race to the bottom, trying to find out, like, you know, trying to, like, steal uh, uh, shirk, uh, uh, you know, out of the jaws of like Tawheed uh, in every single uh, situation. But the point is, is what is that? What the point is, is that the the book, mashallah, brings the lessons of the Quran and the precepts of the Quran and, and teaches it to the people in so many different uh, places and in so many different ways that regular people oftentimes they miss the boat, especially those who are not conversant in classical Arabic. Many Arabs even nowadays, their ayat of the Quran, they hear it, they have no idea what it means. Um, by, because it's a different tongue. Uh, uh, it really is a different language. You have to study it. Uh, and so uh, sometimes the, the, the lessons, if they can be imparted in a simple way for people who don't have the time to go through uh, the rigorous and formal study of, 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 of tafsir or of hadith or whatever, this is a great service for people. And uh, we ask Allah Ta'ala to raise the rank of Mawlana and of all those people who brought the teachings of Islam uh, to the people. Amin. So, Mawlana Sayyid Abul Hassan Ali al-Nadwi, he uh, begins this eighth chapter on Mawlana Jalaluddin Rumi, uh, who is himself, if there is somebody in the Persianate that uh, is known by the, uh, the, the laqab, the title of Mawlana, without any qualification needed afterward. It's generally uh, Mawlana Rumi. Uh, he he's begins his chapter on Mawlana. Uh, with a kind of a backdrop, the crisis of rationalism. By the time the 7th century of the Muslim era began, dialectics had come to occupy such a pride of place amongst the religious sciences that nobody could lay a claim to scholarship unless he had mastered the controversial issues between the Mu'tazilis and Ash'aris on one hand and between the Ash'aris and the Hanbalis on the other hand. Fakhruddin al-Razi, who died in 606 uh, Hijri, had attracted uh, all minds so powerfully that the human intellect had come to be acknowledged by all as inf the infallible touchstone for the verification of metaphysical truths. A compromise between reason and faith, which was regarded as the ultimate end by the scholars of the time, had made them so fond of uh, 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 ratiocentation, 
I'm sorry, ratiocination. I don't know what this word is, nor have I seen it before, but it's part of the charm of the old Indian edition. That no uh, religious dogma or tenet of the faith was acceptable to them unless it could be established by rational arguments, logical syllogism, and philosophical premises. It is true that the Ash'aris had succeeded in building up a powerful system of Islamic scholasticism, which gained the day against i'tizal and philosophy, uh, but they had nevertheless imbibed the spirits, uh, spirit of these sciences. The system of metaphysical theology evolved by the Ash'aris had a deep rationalistic foundation, which allowed reason to delve into the questions relating to the nature and attributes of God and to discuss the metaphysical issues as freely as did the philosophers in Mu'tazila. Uh, as a consequence, naturally, they also had come to regard uh, the conceptual data furnished by the human senses as the most reliable criterion for verification of certitude. They had thus accepted logical reasoning, speculative thinking as a cornerstone for building up their arguments uh, uh, for the affirmation of the religious tenets and finding out the ultimate reality. Now, there's a lot here uh, uh, to unpack. Uh, at first glance, it seems that Mulan Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi is critiquing Ilm al-Kalam itself, which, uh, which isn't the case. The problem is this. Look, first of all, you have to define a couple of things. When he talks about rationalism, does he say that this is an attack on rationality? Meaning, is rationality not a valid source of knowledge in Islam? And the answer is no, he's not attacking rationality. Uh, in fact, the Quran uh, doesn't ever attack anyone for being rational. It affirms rationality as a valid source of knowledge and in fact attacks people for being irrational. Allah Ta'ala in so many places idea is not that the Quran is against rationality, but that rationality is a tool and a, a, a kind of a kit of tools in order to understand the world around you. Empiricism is another tool, which is the senses. But if someone says, well, if I can't see it, taste it, smell it, touch it, it doesn't exist, um, that person is uh, being an empiricist in the sense that they affirm the truth that's garnered, furnished by empir empirical knowledge by the senses and by what you can count and touch. Um, above the uh, knowledge that can be gained by rationality. And this is an imbalance. And so just like that, uh, the Mu'tazila and other scholars had used the, the formal, uh, the, 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 the formal uh, uh, study of logic and the forms of logic, syllogisms, etc., in order to try to understand those things that are not really going to be understood uh, through, through logic or through rationality. Um, if you want to see that, you know, if someone says, write a formal syllogism, you know, explaining uh, why fire is hot, um, this is kind of stupid. You just kind of put your hand in the fire and you're like, empirically, you can sense that it's hot and it's kind of like game over, uh, which leads to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the famous uh, verse of poetry in Arabic, this, or, or however it goes, that uh, nothing in the minds is right. If uh, you say to someone it's daytime and they say, what's your proof? Like you should be able to look outside the window and it's just not something you have to discuss. Uh, so like that, um, rationality is a tool, just like empiricism is a tool. If you use rationality to try to prove those things that you should be able to verify empirically, uh, something's gone wrong. And just like that, there are some realities that you're not going to be able to verify through rationality. 
and uh, you know the division of the knowledge of the deen by the Prophet ﷺ is a very elegant division in the Hadith Jibril that there's Islam, Iman and Ihsan and uh, mashallah rationality has served a person in their Islam and in their Iman a great amount but in their Ihsan it's not it's not the horse you're going to ride it may be a, a helper but there's something else that's needed inside the inside the heart in order to worship Allah as if you see him and if you don't see him to know that he sees you and to ignore uh, you know that third set of things it will cause an imbalance in a person's uh, uh, knowledge and in their action and in their character and this is what Molana is trying to say otherwise mashallah fakhruddin razi was a great defender of islam and of the muslims may allah ta'ala exalt his rank uh, otherwise, the mutakallimun uh, of the Ash'ari and the Maturidi school, they defended Islam against all sorts of follies and stupidities, and they're the ones who kept the Sunnah as the supreme uh, source of knowledge and of guidance within the Muslim civilization, where the Christians had abandoned abandoned wholesale Sayyidina Isa alayhi teaching, and the Jews had abandoned Sayyidina Musa alayhi teaching wholesale uh, a long time ago. Uh, and they even abandoned their persons a, a very long time ago, a very long time ago, to the point where it's Muslims who are walking around dressed like Christ and like Musa alayhi salam, and uh, it's the Muslims who are the ones who hold them in their uh, uh, memory as holy, and everybody else at maximum pays them lip service, uh, and they have nothing to do with them uh, at all. And so this is, this is you know, this the point here is not necessarily to take a patch out of Ilmu Kalam, uh, uh, because even Rumi himself was, uh, uh, sh you know, well aware of Ilm al-Kalam and there are, uh, you know, there are points and there are uh, motifs from Ilm al-Kalam that will make it into his, his verse. But the beauty of it is that the verse is not, it's not there necessarily to, you know, teach you how to form a syllogism, but it's there to take the fruit of what we uh, uh, prove through those uh, syllogisms uh, and uh, then use it in order to supply the heart with the power it needs uh, in order to worship Allah as if it sees him and if it doesn't to know that he He sees them. And, uh, you know, one of the things about, you know, syllogism, you can make a syllogism that's in the form of, of a rational syllogism and it still doesn't yield the correct result uh, and, and, and people do it all the time. If all you uh, depend on in your knowledge is rationalism, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you can deceive yourself with these, these games that people play and Allah Ta'ala knows best. The second thing that I wanted to mention was when the ulama talk about in the context of ilm al-kalam, when they talk about philosophy, they don't mean philosophy in the way that we uh, uh, use it like in the modern academia or in the linguistical sense, which is philosophy, the love of wisdom. Uh, that's not, uh, 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 you know, philo meaning uh, love and uh, sophia meaning what? Meaning wisdom, right? Like the, the, uh, the Aya Sophia is the, the, the church of the holy wisdom or whatever. That's not, that's, not, uh, that's not what they mean. Rather, philosophy was a system. This is the philosophy that uh, uh, was embraced by the Mu'tazila and impugned by the uh, by the mutakallimun of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah, was a worldview and a system that uh, uh, was embraced by the pagans of ancient Greece and Rome and many ancient paganistic people. Um, it was a worldview, it was a cosmology, uh, and it was quite an irrational cosmology. Uh, it was a cosmology that uh, affirmed, you know, two realms there's the superlunary realm and the sublunary realm. The superlunary realm is made up of perfect spheres that are all in one eternal motion which is completely perfect and unchanging 
and the sublunary realm was like a place that's in complete chaos and it receives uh, you know instruction or uh, its power from the superlunary realm and there's the original intellect and then that began, begat the second intellect and then there are ten different intellects and the reason they called them intellects is what is because in the original old Greek they were basically gods but when you translate that stuff into Arabic you know you're going to have to ch translate it as aql instead of ilah because otherwise the Muslims are going to like burn the book or like throw it in the garbage uh, and so what happens is that all of those old books of ancient Greek pagan thought they make it into the Muslim world. And uh, the Mu'tazila are like, yeah, this is some good stuff. And the Ahl-Sunnah were like, uh, no, we don't think so. We don't think like that the, uh, you know, that the, the moon is like a, 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 a rock in the sky. It's not like some sort of thing that's like channeling like some sort of weird divine perfect celestial uh, perfection into the, into the earth or whatever. And so really uh, the philosophy of the ancients, which was this worldview uh, that was taught part and parcel of the education system of uh, basically the the Greeks and then afterward the Roman Empire, who is their intellectual uh, successor and custodian. And then afterward in, in, in the Middle Ages uh, uh, in Europe, uh, and it actually ends up becoming more or less th that Kool-Aid gets drunk in the church. Uh, and it was also drunk by the Muslims who studied those things and took certain useful parts out of it, which is, you know, the formal... Uh, the formal uh, uh, um, study of logic, the, lo the forms of logic, um, they kind of took that one useful part and then took all this other useless parts, all these other useless parts uh, with it. And the ulama of the sunnah, ahl sunnah al-jama'ah, meaning the mutakallimun, they said, yes, that's fine. You know, the f formal Aristotelian logic is has some, some usefulness, and so we're going to take it, and we're going to use it to prove that all the other, like, kind of bakwas about, uh, about the uh, nature of the universe and the universe being having existed forever and all these other, these things have no proof and they have no dalil or burhan and uh, they actually seem to go against the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we wholesale reject them uh, and so that's what the when you know when you'll hear like people like Mulan Abu Hassan Ali Nadawi or some of the other ulama uh, kind of like uh, speak ill of philosophy they're not talking about like loving wisdom is bad and somehow if you think too much about stuff or if you use too much logic you're going to go astray that's just dumb uh, wisdom is great and if wisdom had anything bad about it, Allah Ta'ala Himself would not be Al-Hakim. And uh, the uh, uh, Sunnah was, would not be referred to in the uh, uh, Qur'an as Al-Hikmah. Uh, uh, and the Sharia, etc. Uh, uh, would not be uh, you know, referred to as sources of wisdom. And if uh, uh, you know, loving wisdom was a problem, then none of this would make any sense. Uh, but uh, uh, the ulama, when they, when they chastise philosophy, they're talking about that old pagan like pagan worldview and cosmology um, that we don't believe that the you know the stars have one sort of ancient motion that's perfect that last that you know happened forever rather it seems to us that they're like big balls of gas that burn and like do weird violent things that are anything from regular and they have many different disparate types of motion and uh, uh, you know you can go watch like whatever PBS Nova for more details about that uh, um, and in that sense, mashallah, the 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 the, the Ashaira and the Maturidiya, the Mutakallimun, were right, and they were right centuries before uh, PBS or Carl Sagan ever figured any of this stuff out. Uh, so uh, shabash. Uh, Mulana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi continues: the religious scholars throughout uh, the Islamic world had, as a result, been seized by an excessive formalism of dialectics. 
uh, which too had uh, by then deteriorated into a stale science handed down from generation to generation without any addition or modification. It had been unable to produce for quite a long time a celebrated thinker like Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari or Abu Hamid al-Ghazali. Uh, uh, and the constant engagement of the then scholars with polemics and logical disputation uh, might have made them bright and quick-witted, uh, which is true because studying uh, Ilm al-Kalam is not easy and it's not for the dull. Um, but it certainly extinguished the warmth of their hearts uh, and dimmed the light of faith and conviction. The dialecticians had undoubtedly been successful in silencing their opponents by their superior syllogism, but were unable to provide an unflinching conviction which could replace skepticism by faith uh, and disquietude by peace of mind. Um, I think this may be somewhat of an exaggeration, to be honest with you, but uh, it, there are definitely exceptions to this rule. Uh, but there were a lot of people also who were, mashallah, very uh, clever uh, in their ability to kind of like absorb ilm al-kalam and maybe imbalanced in other parts of their faith. But to say that the you know that the their, you know the generations did not produce a mind like that, I think maybe somewhat of an exaggeration and perhaps some problem with the translation as well. As a matter of fact, Walana continues. The logical reasoning employed by the dialecticians had given a rise to numerous questions which could never be adequately met by uh, scholastics. Also, the dialectics had no place for intuition, which is an inevitable source uh, uh, for acquisition of knowledge, for it either did not recognize any inner sense beyond the normal senses of perception uh, or treated it with contempt. Uh, obviously, therefore, facts pertaining to mysteries of mute reality and ecstasy were being contended simply because uh, um, these were beyond the ken of senses. The scholars had developed a predisposition for rejecting or at least being skeptical about everything which could not be proved through rational arguments. The Ummah, having thus been seized by so-called rationalism, was losing that fervor of faith which had uh, been bequeathed to it by the apostles and the elect of God. Uh, والسلام, uh, which constituted a fountainhead of its strength uh, for all time to come. And this is definitely true that there were a band of people from the uh, rationalists, uh, which included the Mu'tazila and perhaps the straying of certain other minds that weren't openly uh, against the way of the Ahl Sunnah, but uh, were seduced by it to not embrace uh, the idea of, of Wahi and to try to constantly... Uh, um, to try to constantly verify the contents of wahi through rationality. Look, we accept wahi through rationality as being correct. Because rationality means that Allah exists. It teaches us that Allah exists and that he is one and that he sends prophets and that the Prophet Muhammad is indeed one of them. These are all rationally proven according to the tariq of the mutakallimun. But then afterward, once you believe that the Prophet is sent by Allah, to try to rationally verify everything that's in the Quran is a type of silliness. Why? Because the whole function of uh, wahi is to what? To teach you, teach mankind that which he knew not. Uh, and if we were able to verify it in the first place, there would have been no need for the revelation in the first place, which is uh, something that all of us know that the revelation was needed. If it wasn't sent, people would still be uh, worshipping Lat and Uzza and Hubal and burying their daughters alive and doing all sorts of other debauchery nonsense that uh, they were doing in Jahiliya and that they're trying to do again as they move away from wahi. Uh, uh, so, uh, Molana continues, philosophical discourses and dialectical argumentation had turned the people into acad academicians as dry as dust, lacking the warmth of feeling 
and certitude of knowledge, which is born out of divine intuition. They were nevertheless a few sublimated souls, pure of heart uh, uh, and beatified by divine grace. But the overwhelming majority of the doctors of faith uh, and the laity had become votaries of the intellect, fond of beautiful and high-sounding phraseology, but completely oblivious uh, uh, to the radiance of spirit and the love of God. Uh, again, this is something hard for people to, uh, to think of. But there was a time when you would have brilliant judges and brilliant uh, doctors uh, of the law and of creed uh, who really were like corrupt people in their, uh, in their uh, personal conduct. And if you read the books of history, you'll see, um, you'll see that people like that did exist. Uh, Abul Fazl Faizi, the uh, courtier of Akbar, who basically convinced him that he was God, and to start his own religion is one of those types of people. He used to boast that he could write an entire tafsir of the Quran incomplete without using a letter uh, that had a dot in it. So no bata, tha, no jim, no kha, etc. Uh, which is a very daunting task. And he did. He wrote it in four volumes. Uh, that's how learned he was in the knowledge of the sharia. And he was still a, a complete munafiq and a kafir. And he convinced the, uh, the ruler of his age to go astray more or less for his own uh, uh, financial ingratiation. And it took someone like the Mujaddid al-Thani, Sheikh Ahmed Sarhandi, rahimahullah ta'ala, the great Mujaddid of the Ummah and the great Sheikh of the Tariqah, Mujaddidiyya, Naqshbandiyya, uh, uh, in order to counteract the facade that such a man had, had, had wreaked. Um, and that also did exist. This does not mean that Ilmu Kalam is evil. Uh, Mulana uh, continues, he said, The world of Islam needed at the time a celebrated spiritual guide who was both a man of learning and possessed a, a restless soul. He had to have mastered the religious and temporal sciences so that he could break the snares of the intellect and be himself illuminated in order to light the flames of ardent faith in the hearts of the people. He had to build up a new system of scholasticism which could impart a sense of satisfaction and blessed conviction instead of seeking to confute its opponents by argumentation and polemics. Uh, the man of the hour was Jalaluddin Rumi, born in 604 after Hijra, whose Masnavi challenged intellectual sophistry and demolished a spell of words, ideas, and thoughts held dear by the dialecticians. Jalaluddin Rumi uh, laid the foundation of a new scholasticism so badly needed by the world of Islam at the moment. And so, uh, inshallah... Uh, um, Inshallah, uh, we'll read uh, uh, we'll read more about Mulana's uh, uh, background. The next subheading is Rumi and his ancestors. It starts the biographic biographical information about him. Inshallah, uh, for tomorrow we'll start that tomorrow. But I think it's important to recognize that the the lead up of Mulana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi's uh, uh, chapter about Mulana Rumi it seems very similar to almost like a Salafi esque. Uh, uh, madhamma and uh, uh, censure of ilmul kalam uh, uh, but uh, suffice to say um, the lead up is to what is pointing toward Molana Rumi so it's not going in that same direction uh, so try to appreciate that try to appreciate that uh, Molana is trying Molana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi is trying to uh, lead up to what to the idea that if you can learn those most difficult sciences that are impressive and that will let you, you know, narrative, paradigm, ethos, uh, zeitgeist your way into sounding smart uh, in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, you, mashallah, can get up on stage and make a sort of like intellectually masturbatory show of how smart you are. Um, but you don't have uh, iman inside of your heart. 
and you don't live uh, the life uh, and you don't uh, uh, have the light inside of your heart to the point where uh, you know you experience the joy that that iman the bashasha like the prophet said the, the joyousness that the iman is supposed to bring you then uh, that knowledge has been wasted and if you have the bashasha the knowledge is useful it, it really is and it, it serves a good purpose and uh, if the point of Mulana's uh, muqaddimah is to just bash uh, ilmul kalam then uh, i think he would have wrote the chapter uh, about someone other than Mulana rumi uh, uh, and allah allah knows best um, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us uh, all uh, ilm and amal allah give us all knowledge and action Allah Ta'ala give us both the formal discourse and understandings uh, of the best of what rationality and empiricism have to teach a human being about uh, about existence and about the world around them. And then afterward, beautify it with the light uh, of iman and of faith and of ihsan uh, to worship Allah as if we see him and if we don't, to know that at least he sees us. Uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Inshallah, say ameen. It's the Mubarak month of Ramadan. It's a good time to, it's a good time to ask for big things. Uh, because this is the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, he, he made these days because he wanted to give. So ask uh, while giving is, 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 is good. Allah ta'ala give all of us uh, tawfiq. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa sallamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.